Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of A New Life Awaits, which is going to be out February 7th, 2020, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories of these changing times and ways to connect to spiritual awakening, communication, healing energies, miracles, and ways to begin to know intuition and inner guidance for producing a healthier, more prosperous, and joyful life experience. Today I am delighted to welcome Tito Abeo, author of the monograph of the parallel life of Tito Abeo and Nero. He is an initiate in a Christian yoga church under the first American realized being, Sir Subram Onia, and also a survivor of a near-death experience in 2007. Hello, Tito, and thank you for joining us today to tell your very interesting story on healing from within. Well, thank you for very much for having me on. Tito, as long-time listeners of the show this show are well aware my guests and I share intimate insights into the metaphysical aspects of energetic and physical life in order to learn more about the human condition, the universe, and lifetimes of eternal travel to places beyond time and space and dimensions of life that are infinite. Our goal is to develop the tools, awareness, and higher consciousness to help us evolve and transform ourselves and the world, moving towards greater compassion and love of life. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Tito Abeo will share the thoughts he has gathered as the result of many years of intense regression work, leading us to discover the infinite nature of our inner soul being, which transcends this physical life. Tito, I always love to ask my amazing, worldly guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, or event that may have signaled to them, or those around them, the interest or work or lifestyle they might pursue as an adult, because uh, I'm sure you believe, as I believe, the destiny is already at play in the child and unfolds over time as we fulfill our inner soul's journey. So tell us something about the beginning. Well, it was uh, it's very it was very clear uh, later in life, but at the time I uh, I didn't quite understand what was going on. But just to set this up, uh, in my eleven years of regression work, I I came upon the realization that. We live with between life agreements, mm. and I had two between life agreements that were meant to be fulfilled in this lifetime. But as you and your audience know, that we are actually very powerful beings, and in order to play this game, we have to go with the agreement. Now, when I was a child, I think about five or six years old, when I was playing Monopoly, I won all the money. <laughs> and I remember distinctly uh, going outside, stunned that I had 
done this. And then I thought to myself, I will never do that again. And it turns out that that was the postulate that set up this lifetime. Because in this lifetime, my agreement, I have two agreements, I had two agreements that I had to fulfill. And one of them was to take care of my mother, Dolores M. Hall, when she came at the time to be taken care of because she had this tremendous fear of going into home and, and being and, and in public homes or even private homes. turns out that no matter what you pay, you can easily get abused in these places. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my lifetime in 38 A.D., 68 A.D., my mother, Dolores M. Hall, was Agrippina. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I was the Emperor Nero. Mm-hmm. And uh, she decided that she wanted to control me. And we had many years of battles, and finally I ordered her execution because she had set up a sedition plot. And this lifetime was designed to pay back that the last vestige of that karma. I want to make sure your audience doesn't think that, that this was a leap from, of 2,000 years to this agreement. Oh, no. You were uh, having other lives in between, of course. Right, and you I had, had a lot of other things happening in between. Mm-hmm. Yes, we had But a... this lifetime was meant to clear up for uh, higher purposes that last vestige of the karma related to the Agrippina Dolores M. Hall relationship. <laughs> well, you know... Uh... I, of course, believe in past lives. I have a few stories to tell. Perhaps we'll get them in here. But when I first started on my journey 25 years ago, I was told by a medium uh, that my husband was my husband in a life 800, I don't know, in the Ming Dynasty. I'm not sure how far that was. And I was promised to him very young and he sort of didn't know how to respect my talents and abilities then, and he's still working on it in this life. So I found it very hysterical because... Well, the thing is is that we as human beings are very slow learners. Yes, it seems that way, doesn't it? I kind of think I'm kind of a, a, a fast learner, but but not everyone is. We're all unique, we're all different, and we're all here having a soul journey to remember, first of all, who we are, and then to deal with relationships with people who we've known before in other times and places, and just to do it a little differently, perhaps. And that resolves karma. So I love that story. And now, Tito, you tell us how the spirit world, ancient, new age, and the actual truth have always been at odds because religion or the codified, set-in-stone realm of belief systems of dogma dominated the landscape for most of the recorded history of the planet. Uh, But things are different now. We have a modern Western Newtonian principles, which demands proof and gives us a different view of life, God, and how the universe works. Can you tell us something about that? And you also mentioned Paul Bruton, and I recently did a show uh, with the editor for his last book. 
and I found it very interesting. You talk about realized beings. So tell us something about that. Well, Paul Brutton uh, was a, uh, I, I believe he was a, a student of um, the Maharishi, uh, not, not the Ram, uh, the, uh, the Rama, 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 Rama uh, I can't think of his name at the moment, but he, he's the modern version. Yeah, that's right. He's the modern version of um, who? Well, he's the modern uh, a, a guru who came in and decided told people that you don't need gurus. Yes, that's correct. And uh, Ramana Maharshi. Yes. And uh, Paul Brunton was his a student, but I'm not. It's not clear from his writings whether he was actually uh, an initiated student. But he spent many years. Um, going back and forth, uh, 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 living in uh, aura of the Ram, Ramana Maharshi. Mm -hmm. And uh, it took, uh, his last days were spent in Switzerland, I recall, and uh, that's where he actually entered self-realization. But uh, he said that he had a hard time doing it because of his ego. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, uh, we all have that to overcome. But I kind of like... Yeah, I kind of like that you said, or David Hawkins concluded, uh, that there's only one in ten million births where there will be a realized being. And when I was reading Paul Bruton, I had gone through many of the experiences he had gone through, and I felt very in tune with a lot of his ideas, as I do with you. So isn't it interesting uh, that there are people on the way to being realized beings in every time and place, in every generation. And I think a small group are born to help the general public. Maybe they volunteer for that mission. Maybe it's part of their uh, plan to come and to serve that way. What do you think about that? Well, uh the, the, uh, see, my, my, uh, uh, so this, it's just not a very, it's not a simple thing, because I'm in a specific timeline. Okay. But there are, there are billions of timelines, and I just happen to choose this one just to work on certain issues that I got tangled up in actually 7,000 years ago. So in and other this words... Was, this was, there's nothing to Pardon? be afraid. So, in other words, there's nothing to be afraid of. Whatever timeline we are in, and whatever uh, situations or karma we are resolving, is right for this soul's journey at this time. Right. Yes, yeah, that's that's the whole point of the between life agreement. Yes, I like that. When you when you come when you come into the uh, causal plane to be born again. You choose certain things that you need, you want to accomplish. Because over, I, I can, I can only tell you that, that I particularly remember 7,000 years ago, I could, it's just the beginning of this timeline. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, the neuro, the neurotic experience was something that happened 2,000 years ago. So there's another 5,000 years that's not accounted for in this. That's okay. But in particular, it's a, it's a particular timeline. Now, let me let me give you a postulate I I create I, I I I constructed because it's very precise. Consciousness is a constant. 
it is self-perpetuating, constantly reincarnating itself in mathematically precise storylines built from between-life agreements of Googleplexes of unique, finite egos, reincarnation is the rule, not the exception. Now, okay. there's something going on in the news that I think most people in your audience will uh, probably have heard about, but um, there's this uh, Marple uh, marriage of, 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 of Prince can't remember his, his name is, uh, entirely, yeah, but right now it's in the Megan news. Markle and Prince Harry, yes. Right. Yes, it's well, been in the news. I, I, in my meditation, it came to me that, see, because from all these lifetimes are actually recycling itself. Mm-hmm. And I, I got the intuitive, uh, uh, idea from this, this relationship of, of Prince, do you know his name? Prince? Harry, Prince Harry, Prince Harry, and Mar and and and, uh, and Markle, right? Yes, Meghan Markle. Okay, right. Now, what this is is a reincarnation and a reliving of Edward and Wallace. Edward and uh, huh? Edward and Wallace. Yeah, there was a, a a King Edward who was actually going to be the king. And he had to, he had to uh, 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 refuse, uh, refuse to accept the throne because he was going to marry an American divorcee oh, by the I, name of Wallace. Yes, I know that story very well. Yes. Right. So but, what this is, these two people have come back again, and now in the news he has to give up his title. Look at that. And mm. that's exactly what happened in the, in the 30s. I think this happened in the 30s. Yes, that's when he, to be when he was. Uh, he, I think he actually was crown king, and then he had to to give it up, or he was about to be crowned, and he had to. He, they, they, the rules are that he couldn't remarry a divorcee. Yes, he gave it up. Yes, yeah. I know the story. Yeah, so he gave it up. So they've come back into this lifetime, and, and a similar set of situations. Uh, uh, the best way that I can explain this is that your audience probably knows what a. Uh, Kaleidoscope is right. Yes, mm-hmm. you, you know what one is, right? Yes, it's a it's a it's like a tube that you look through, and it's got all this glass. And every time you turn it, it gives it's... you a different formation, right? Yes, yeah. Well, from lifetime to lifetime, what's happening in that storyline is that it's being recreated, but it's being recreated as an abstraction mm. of of the past. Now, that incident between Wallace and uh, uh, Edward had a certain structure to it. Now, in this lifetime, but the, the important part is that he has to give up the throne. Oh. And now, in this, lifetime, in this lifetime, the same karma is at work. But because this is a, a now a, a kind of... Uh, uh, abstract painting of that earlier situation, the thing that's, that the karma is being worked out is that uh, he has to, he's, he's working out this thing. Can he accept Markle as this uh, half-black woman, yeah. as a white war, war, uh, royal in a racist society? 
It's a different spin. It's a different spin on the same thing. Right, but the thing is, it's the same incident. Yes. That happened in 1930, and it's happening again. Now he has, he, he's, not a, he's not eligible for the crown, but he has to give up the title of his royal highness. Well, yes. And, he says he's she has to step aside. She has to step aside and not have any any connection to the to the lineage. So their child can never be considered for the the, uh, the uh, to become king in case a whole bunch of people die and war is on and he happens to be the last descendant. So let's think about this for a minute. Let's think about this yeah. for a minute. Does there, do you think this could have uh, something to do with how spirit or the divine or the universe uh, uh, wants well, I, certain I things to happen? I can't. Not I can't just give the because yeah. I'd have to regress them, or they'd have to be regressed to discover the issues connected with, uh, with it. Okay, that but, makes sense. Now I can I can give you some some pointers from my my book and monograph. Because when I had my mother, Agapina, a.k.a. Dolores M. Hall, in this lifetime, executed, mm-hmm. the law, uh, even though the, the, the divine law says, thou shalt not kill. And, it does, and the law, the divine law, affects everybody. I mean, in in the life situation, as the emperor, it didn't matter what I could you know, like Trump says, he could shoot somebody on on, uh, on Broadway and uh, they get away with it. Well, an emperor can execute people and get away with it, but not really. But the, according to the, the law, law nat- right? In the divine law, and that isn't true. Right. Exactly. In the divine law, thou shalt not kill. And the and the same and thing with Meghan and Prince Harry. Perhaps they did something uh, yeah, that I don't upset know the, the balance. I don't know the details of why that karma developed that way. Yes, we don't. I know the details of my own karma. Okay. But unless they were regressed. But I'm telling you that that situation is the exact same situation of 1930 of Edward VIII and uh, Wallace Simpson. And in this lifetime, in, in 20, uh, 2020, we have Prince Harry and Markle. But it's, the situation is slightly different because in 1930, she was an American divorcee. That was the black, one of the black marks against her. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, of course, she was a commoner. She was a commoner. Same but thing. It's the, the same story. Uh, well, yeah, but in this lifetime, Markle is black. Okay. partially black. I mean, she has, she has a black mother. So, therefore, this racist society can't take it. Yeah. This is the reason why. This is the reason why Diana was murdered, because yeah. she was hooking up with that Muslim uh, 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 prince. I guess he was a prince or, or a very so, wealthy uh, Muslim man. Yes, and so, they didn't want that marriage to take place. Right. And any any off, any offspring out of that. So they 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 arranged her assassination. Well, we might but, not um, know, but it could be a divine order of the universe. That's also well. It's all part of that. That's what I'm trying to tell you when you when you, when you read this this postulate I created. It's fascinating. Consciousness is a constant. Yes. It is self-perpetuating, constantly reincarnation, reincarnating itself in mathematically precise 
storylines built from between life agreements of Google Plexes of unique egos, finite egos. Interesting. Reincarnation is a rule, not the exception. Yes. So well, what's happening is, pardon? I'm going to go on to say, uh, can reincarnation be proven? And I want to tell you a story. Uh, I read a book by Sonia Choquette, who's a psychic medium. I'm an intuitive and a medium. And my yoga teacher gave me this book and suggested I do a meditation where I had to visualize myself on a stone bench and call out to my soul. And I was just beginning. This is 25 years ago. And I did. And I was surprised when in my inner vision I saw a dark haired, curly-haired woman, very, very tall, with a brown robe and hood walking towards me. Now, I couldn't see her face, but I called out, what is your name? And I heard in a faraway old voice, Helen Troy. And of course, I know the story of Helen of Troy, who married the Greek king Menelaus, and she was either abducted or eloped with Prince Paris of Troy, and they fought a war over this. And uh, she was the daughter of Zeus and Leda, and was said to have been uh, a powerful and beautiful woman. And shortly after this, I realized I had a painting of a woman in a brown robe standing overlooking the ocean on a balcony in Greece, and, and, and I had purchased it many years before, and that painting reflected what perhaps Helen had observed when she was far from her original home. So I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that the soul has many, many depths of dimensions of reality and constant, what you were saying, constant consciousness. And it doesn't necessarily mean I was that person, but maybe when in spirit in between lifetimes, I worked with her. Uh, she was a guide, a teacher. Uh, she helped me live her journey in another reality. And um, so I, I think reincarnation can be proven. I, I know there are people like Dr. Brian Wise who does past life regressions. I have had them with him, and I am aware of other lives. So the question is, what are we to do with this knowledge? Well, the whole point of, of, of regression is to release various uh, energy formations that are accumulated and are causing you to have to go through these lifetimes. Oh, so eventually... As you dissolve, as you dissolve the, the negative energy surrounding the... the uh, see, in that situation where I had my mother executed, that was murder. In the eyes of God, that was yes. murder. So that was a crime. But in this and life, you it doesn't took... matter. It didn't matter that she was involved in a plot that would have either had me assassinated or or thrown into prison. I, I don't know if you know the, uh, the story of uh, Catherine, uh, the, the Russian prince. Yes, I do. Princess, yes. who was the queen. Yes. She she threw the real heir into a jail. Yes. And he. he the orders to the uh, to the uh, jailkeepers was to kill him if anything if they got the order because yes. she didn't want him alive. Yes. But she didn't want to kill him right away. 
and she would only kill him in extreme circumstances. Well, it seems, yeah, it seems like in all governments and all these power struggles, people do things. Well, that, they all create like, karma. Yes, they go against the laws of universal and that karma follows you. That karma follows you through all these tight lifetimes and, and, and these timelines. And that's what the whole between life agreement uh, uh, issue is. You consciously know you committed a crime when you get into the higher levels of consciousness. Yes. Then you have to figure out, well, how am I going to actually resolve this? And, and, and sometimes it's not that you committed a crime. I was told uh, one day in school when I was teaching years ago, a new woman came to work in the office, and she walked by me and she said, do you want to know about your life in relation to this life in Portugal? So I said, well... Of course, I was just beginning to become aware of all this. And she told me something very interesting. She said, your mother in this life was your little son in Portugal. And you were run down by a drunk driver in a wagon with horses. And you didn't live to raise that child. And it made perfect sense to me because from the time I was little, I used to be so amused by my mother she would wear these dresses and she was like childlike and so amusing and I was in this lifetime able to help her at the end of her life I couldn't do it in Portugal obviously but I did it in this life so that wasn't a bad thing I had to leave well, yeah, I, what life. I'm trying to do is follow my own my own timeline okay it happens that my this timeline that I'm I'm resolving involves this this. Uh, but you execution. did it. But in this life, you did it. You took care of your mother. That's right. That was the karmic the, the resolution of the that uh, so relationship. You, so you did it. You've you've done it, and I did it with my mother. Yeah, but so. it took two thousand years to work it out. Well, that's okay. What's a few more years here? <laughs> We're eternal beings, right? We're energy beings. We've got to keep going on forever. I have to laugh at it. So do you, because we know who we are. So it's fine and good. Now, what would you like readers of the monograph of the parallel life of Tito, Abeo, and Nero to take away with them, a short thought to take away with them? Well, the, the, the main issue when I, when I resolved this whole thing, I wrote the book, I realize there's no death. Yes. And the other thing is that love is the, the sum of the law, and love surpasses understanding. So hate and all that sort of thing is just going to take you deeper into the darker aspects of, of, the, of the physical universe. Right. But love helps you to rise above all that, and dissolve the, that dark energy. Yeah, my journey has taken me to the same conclusion. Consciousness survives right. physical death. We're eternal beings. We are supported by a universe of love, and we are here for the soul to mature and to resolve issues that in other times and places we were unable to do. And I think that's wonderful. And I want to thank you, Tito Abeo, author of the monograph of the parallel life of Tito Abeo and Nero, for sharing so many insights into the world of spiritual eternal life, the duality and miraculous possibilities for infinite creation of our thoughts. 
to change life in this time and place through the power of karma, mind and soul influences, and a greater understanding of reincarnation, the laws of cause and effect, and karma. To read more about the way to spiritual enlightenment, go to Amazon.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have discussed the eternal quality of individual soul life and the potential to create what it is that we need and wish to share with others in this time and place. We have seen that within each of us is the human and divine connection to all that is and to the laws of the universe. And Tito wrote, This word is humankind's salvation in this three-dimensional reality called planet Earth. It means every individual consciousness is actually an independent creator of its own reality. The universe you were taught to believe as a place in which there can be scarcity and potential want is a lie. It is not true. For you to have what you want does not mean someone else has to go without because there is a limited supply of resources. It is this belief that introduced competition for resources among humankind. The battle to enslave others and accumulate treasure is the source of the trauma each individual consciousness inflicted on each other, causing the dissociation phenomena. The the dissociation phenomena being the process in which a part of one's consciousness gets left behind, reliving the events of a trauma at a subconscious level, then becoming unconscious and then compressed into a repressed condition until engaged and dissolved back into oneself. Eventually, you no longer can create spontaneity and one requires time to materialize their needs, and eventually one enters into a state of poverty in which they can create nothing and become powerless. There is a path back to your rightful relationship to source itself. And I love this. Tito and I would have you begin to explore your own inner desires, move towards remembering what was important to you at the beginning of life in your childhood, and start to remember the agreements you have made, the magnificent inner soul potential you have to create with your thoughts and actions, a life worthy of your true spiritual gifts. Learn to conquer or let go of the fears of your mind, as most are but an illusion, and realize you have the power to love yourself and the world. I am Cheryl Glick and invite you to visit my website to read about and listen to leaders in the metaphysical, scientific, religious, spiritual, medical, and psychological fields, as well as philosophers and artists and musicians to explore the duality and true nature of life. Shows may also be heard on DreamVision7Radio.com and WebTalkRadio.net. Thank you.